So well. And welcome to the Extra Base Podcast. I'm Jevo, and um, hey, this week Tim's back. I'm back. Mate, how's going? Happy New Year, everyone! And uh, I saw that you had the uh, New Year's fireworks in the in the intro, Jevo. Mate, it's good what, work. It's what we do, mate. It's what we do. Look at that. Um, apologies once again. You know, it's hard to find good co-hosts in this place. I swear to God, Roger's <laughs> running late. He's not on a date, so that's a good thing. Um, he should be here shortly. He's coming to my place. Apparently, he's going to camp out at my place again. I've got no idea why, but uh, apparently, his wife doesn't like you're him. In, your internet works, mate. Yeah, probably. That's probably the other reason why. But um, hey, look, tonight, um, big show. Got um, two college guys, obviously. You know, you guys were asking about college pathways, and we had Ben Moron from Down Under Travelers, and he sort of gave us a bit of an insight of how all that works. And we thought, well, what better way to find out? how college works and actually speak to a couple of college guys because, um, you know, they live it and breathe it. You know, we hear a lot of things about, you know, what it's like over there, but no one actually talks to the guys themselves. So we thought that um, bring on Cody Godbold and Jalen Ray to have a bit of a chat about sort of college, what it does. And, look, I really do, you know, encourage people to, you know, put their questions in the comments and we can ask the guys sort of what's going on from their perspective about anything that you want to sort of see you know, we'll hear about from, from that college perspective. Hey, guys, how are you going? Good, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good, fellas. How are you <laughs> going? Enjoying, mate, um, enjoying uh, summer in Australia for a couple of days, boys. Yeah, we'll go, go back to home. the winter. We'll go back to, yeah. go back to school, back to the cold. Back to the snow. Nothing, nothing better than the Aussie summer, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is it snow where you both are or? Yep. Yep. Not quite where I am. It gets cold, but not quite. Yeah, I get a bit of it, unfortunately. <laughs> nothing, nothing like mainly. Hey, Jalen, just um... <laughs> nothing like this humidity out here. I tell you that. Yeah, I heard that. Um, heard that. Um, now, now that you're sort of back, that um, maybe some extra red frogs and stuff to get you back on the roster. But apparently, you know, you go, you go back overseas. So, well, it's just one of those right. I heard all about you, you know, about the, the salary cap over at Manly and uh, freed up a lot once you left. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who you're hearing that from, mate. <sighs> well, I heard the same about <laughs> Cody. The Greater Western gained 100 grand as soon as Cody left. So, yeah, mate, I didn't know about, they had that much money. But, um, a bonus. Yeah, well, yeah. mate, it is what it is. It's, um, Unfortunately. College college athletes, you know, they're not allowed to to do any of that stuff. Come on, yeah, yeah. gotta go pay money nice instead. Yeah, you gotta pay money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All righty. So, um, 
I, I guess what we can do is probably just start with um, Jalen. Just obviously, you know, your your journey. You know, how you sort of got to college, sort of you know where you've been, what you've done. I guess a lot of people probably don't know. You know, what we know sort of about you. You know, you're a positional player. Uh, obviously, you know how how does that sort of work over overseas? Obviously, you know we're also talking off air about the differences between you know having you know, a massive roster to sort of deal with and sort of how you sort of deal with that sort of stuff. Yeah, so um, I'm like a manly junior, manly junior uh, baseballer. Uh, grew up playing for Forest baseball. Um, kind of went through. Uh, I wasn't like the best player when I was younger, I would say. Um, missed out on my under six, my first under-16 New South Wales team. Um, that kind of really motivated me to uh, really put in a lot more effort for baseball because I felt like it was something that I really wanted to do. Um, and that kind of took off for me after that. After missing that team took off for me, um, making the 16s the next year and then 18s with Cody as well. Um, and we had some good times there, just missed out on national championship, which was a little tough, but, uh, it was good fun. Um, and that kind of led me to, um, a few new opportunities with, uh, next gen, um, and also making the Australian, um, under 18 national team. Um, and that kind of kickstarted everything for me, um, with next gen, I went with them on a trip in 2017 over to Arizona. Um, and that was run by Trent Olchin and Ryan Roland Smith at the time. And we played in what they called the Arizona Fall Classics. And so basically with those is, it's a bunch of travel teams over in the States. Um, all high schoolers in their sophomore, junior, which is like year 10, 11. Um, and there's just tons of scouts, college scouts, pro scouts, all those guys around um, watching those games. So that really kind of kick-started my, you know, insight to college. Um, and with that, uh, we had one showcase there where the school that I ended up going to, Central Arizona, so junior college, um, they uh, kind of approached me my first year didn't want to do anything too soon because being a junior college, they don't poach too early. Um, they kind of, they kind of let, let you see if you can go through that D one, um, that D one level. And then, yeah. So from then on, I kind of had them in my back pocket. Um, and I kind of had a few more chats here and there. I had a big school in university of Santa Barbara approach me, um, and took me on a visit which was really cool. Such a beautiful campus, um, a very beachy vibe. So it gave me a very homey vibe. Uh, and basically what happened in that was they ended up sitting me down and we kind of just had a few chats um, and they kind of discussed money and all that type of type of stuff. And it's a very expensive school. So grades would have been very important. Um, and unfortunately for me in high school, I kind of slacked off when I kind of hit that year 10 mark and that ended up hurting me if for further money in like a scholarship offer going there. So 
basically with junior college uh grades don't matter if i'm gonna say that it's not the best way to put it but grades don't matter for junior college so yeah with, for all the young young into, uh, you know, all the young boys listening in grades do yeah. matter and uh, they do cost you if you don't uh buckle down so learn Very from that's cool jalen and and keep keep working hard through year 10 11 and 12. look grades grades that right, definitely jalen? matter grades <laughs> definitely matter mate um and you can see that with a few of the other boys that were able to get to a few more school few upper class schools um but in saying that like i don't regret anything that i've done so far i think going to central arizona um that was the best option for me and with playing on the national team that increased my offer actually to go there so it actually made it a lot more affordable too um and yeah that's kind of how i got to central for my first two years and basically uh i got to talking with them and i got to meet josh spence who was a ex-alumni and he kind of gave me the rundown of the history that they had there um and how it was a national championship school one of the best junior colleges there so junior college for people that don't know is a two-year school um you could when we talk about it when we're at there it's for the guys that you know can play but aren't you know didn't do well at school so it's kind of been a back backbone for that um and then yeah so i used that as my first two years and i had I really got a jump scare that first year. Um, I actually didn't play much at all. Uh, when when I first committed there, I thought uh, I was going to be the starting center fielder slash leadoff. And luckily, before I went over there, I had people training me on the infield so that I could learn infield too. So I ended up becoming a utility. Um, but even so that didn't really help me my first year. We just had, as soon as I rocked up, cause it, that was that first kind of COVID year. So I couldn't even get there for the fall. I had to get there right at the start of the spring. So when I went there, they ended up having a few bounce back division one outfielders and, uh, a guy that was projected in the top two rounds to play second base and all this stuff. So it was, it was insane. Um, and it was tough. It was that. It was a very tough year and a very big jump scare. But it pushed me for my second year. Um, I had a lot of people kind of telling me, "Hey, man, like, Central isn't for you." Um, and in that year, we made it all the way to the national championship and lost. And I remember, you know, I turned to the coaches and like, "We're going to be back, man. Like, screw that. Like, we're going to be back. We're going to win it next year." And I had a lot of people telling me, you know, get out of there. You're not going to play all this stuff. And I kind of kicked that off season off, like, screw you, everyone. You know, like, uh, I didn't come over here just to quit after one year, like, or go somewhere else. Like I said, I was going to come here. I remember telling mum and dad, you know, as soon as I committed there, I was like, we're going to win a national championship. Like, we're going to do it. Like, I don't care. And, uh, that off season was the best thing for me. Um, I even spoke, I even started speaking to uh, like a sports psychologist, which helped a lot. Um, 
to clear the mind and really get mentally strong um, and really just focus on myself rather than thinking about other people. Um, I think and then that's I probably back. a very important point that a lot of people don't see the mental part of the game. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably something that, you know, a lot of guys go, oh, you know, I can play baseball, but, you know, it's the mental side of things. You know, you're not just playing one day a week. No, no. <laughs> You're at you're at you're at a junior college, and I mean Cody knows all about it. You're at you're at the field from nine till two thirty three every day. Yeah, you know um, that's the di- big difference between junior college and going to like a Division one school. Division one school, you've got uh, hours that you can do. So um, when you're not in the fall, you're doing eight hour weeks. Um, and you can't go over those hours for practice with your coaches, official practice with your coaches. You know what I mean? So at junior college, there's no limit. So everything is whatever the coaches want to do, you're doing. And it's, it's, a, it's tough, man. It is really tough. Because on top of that, you go to lift. Um, and for us, we were lifting – we had like three lifts, three team lifts, and then two of those days were our running. Central has a notorious little mountain that you have to run, and it is absolutely brutal. Um, yeah, those – and then that was the big difference when I went to Division One. after that was the hour change. But, uh, yeah, that second year really kind of – I needed a good year to kind of kick off really my college career if i'm going to be honest with you and i kind of came back and just it took off i think that's that's probably the the difference also you know like i guess from cody your point of view as a you know as a pitcher um you know how's that journey different from you know jalen's journey as a you know as a positional player that is you know how did you find that transition for yourself like you know obviously people who don't know you, you know, tell them a little bit, you know, who yeah, you are, yeah, what you're right, Yeah, I'll start. I'll start right back at the beginning. So from Penrith, Penrith Junior, grew up playing, obviously, Penrith Baseball Club and then played Greater Western Juniors all the way through, went against Jalen as well. And then walked all the way up to – I actually didn't play in a state team my first year 16s because I had like a – two-year like running injury where i had um both like bursitis and tendonitis in my arm so i like literally like would go to pick up my arm and like i couldn't lift it above here so i just like barely would make it to training i'd rock up on weekends just wander up a couple times and go throw i was like all right this sucks but should be right and i ended up getting through that with a lot of like pt stuff uh, it's all way in the past now so i can barely remember it but it was a lot of hard work in the, uh, the old stretching lab and trying to get it all right, but I eventually got past it. And then second year 16s was when me and Jalen played together. That was when I first met a lot of the boys that are pretty well known around, like all the young guys, like Davey or stuff like Burnsy and Solo and all them. And then the 18s, I actually got cut from the New South Wales team, ended up playing, ended up getting picked up last minute by Canberra yeah. like I think two days or something before the tournament they're like yeah come down have like a little trial see if you're lucky I was like yeah right I'll go down I went down 
So I didn't start really pitching until I think actually again my arm was hurt then. So I was actually a hitter at the time, funny enough. And Stop. I ended up yeah. here we go. PA's are here. That's a whole yeah, nother episode, mate. Uh, I used to swing the stick back in the day. And yeah, I played for them. Had an alright tournament. And then uh 18s actually turned into a PO for the state team. When I played with Janet again, so that's kinda where I converted fully away from hitting because it kind of sucked into pitching, which is much easier, I feel like. And then from there is when I finished up high school, also kind of slacked off a bit in year 12. And I took the um, SAT. Didn't really know what to expect because no one really like had like spoke about it or anyone. Like I didn't know anyone had taken it. And then took it and I was like, what the hell is this? It was like as much words as you can write in like the shortest amount of time and a test about all American history. And I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> Somehow pulled out an okay score. So I was like, all right, thank God. At least I have something to go off. And then that's when I got in contact with Trent and Ryan about next gen. I was always going to their like junior camps and stuff, but then they messaged me and said, yeah, come on this tour. I was like, all right. America sounds cool. And then, so when I went to go over, I think I went on the 2018 tour. So the year after Jalen went, because we had, we actually had Josh Bench on our coaching staff as well as Grant Balfour, which was really cool. Yeah. Having the, oh, you did go the year after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's that's right. It was really cool meeting that dude because he's a super high energy guy. If you've seen like the old <laughs> Oakland Athletics before, they kind of oh, suck huh. now. Freaking insane. <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool to see how he worked and how Spence worked. Is heaps of nice dude. They're both really nice dudes. And then actually, before I went on, before I actually got on the tour, Ryan referred me to Pajuco in Illinois, and then went on Next Gen. Uh, I actually ended up throwing against. I was on the senior team because I think they had two teams: the senior and the junior team, like the younger guys. I ended up throwing against the Juco that Jalen went to, Central, for the junior team, even though I was, like, older. So that was a really cool experience. I was like, damn, this guy's pretty damn good. So after that, I ended up, I think, so I ended up going to that Juco Frontier that I talked to you before. I even went on Next Gen. I think that was my only offer and actually gave me a decent offer. So I was like, oh, sounds good. I'll go there. And I ended up there, arrived the first day, and freaking long-ass flight. All right. Done it a couple of times now, but the first time I did it, I was like, wow, God damn it. And then got off there, and it was same, the same thing. I missed the fall because of COVID, which kind of sucks. So getting there late, like getting into the team and trying to settle down as fast as I can before like the season gets on you really fast. You only have about like less than a month, I think, before the season starts. So I got there, managed to have a really good fall, and then still ended up missing out on the first because he used to drive these tiny little buses that like you'd have, like, you'd be like this with all the guys. It was pretty horrendous. But missed out on the first bus to the first game, and I was like, oh, this sucks. So I sat by myself in my room the first weekend because I literally didn't know anyone, and it was snowing, so I couldn't get out the door anyway. 
So I was like, oh, this sucks. But then I just, like, just kept going and going, just kept doing my thing. Learned very quick how hard Juco ball is because, like, they were, our coach is really into um, really getting it after in the weight room. So he'd uh, have us up at, I think, like 4.30 in the morning. We'd lift from, like, 4.45 to 5.45. He'd go back to sleep for, like, an hour, go to class from, like, 9 to, like, 12, something like that, then go out to the field from, say, like, 1 to, like, 6. And then we'd have team lift straight up to that for, like, another hour. So, so what what do you find... I guess what was the biggest transition you, you found, obviously, in Sydney, playing state league here, and then going over to over college? Like, 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 obviously, you know, it's, it's a massive change. Like, you, you're flying halfway around the world to go and play baseball, number one. But I guess the other part of it is, like, the transition of playing, you know, a couple of days a week and probably, you know, training and muck around with your mates state league level and obviously you know going this full college program and what what were the challenges there yeah so the first thing that i really noticed was like how like cutthroat it was and like they didn't care where you came from like where what you did before like you could like we had a i think gatorade high school player of the year on our team and he sat for like the whole year because they they did not care at all about what you did before in high school like you'd say a high school accolade they'd be like yeah shut up like it was all about like performing there and then and if you're not performing at the time like you're on the bench see ya and like so did you play much first year Cody yeah I actually had a pretty good first year after missing that first time I got a opportunity to throw through pretty well ended up having a pretty good season we made the postseason for like the first time in school history or something like that and then we had to go up against Wabash Valley which was the one seat at the time and just got blown out. So like ah, uh, damn. Wabash. They're yeah. a good little school. Huh? Good, old, good old Wabash. Didn't know about them until we had to play them. We had to we had to play them at the at the yeah. nationals. Yeah, they got <clears> And about you, Jalen, what did you find different from you know obviously Sydney ball to Yeah. Look, it was it was a massive difference, dude. Like, I mean I mean, I was going to – so Central is like, I don't know, it's very notorious for a lot of great players that have come out of there um, and guys that are there too. And, like, it was it was tough, man, because everyone was, like, either a Division One bounce back or, like, a high school dude that was, like, the dude. So getting in there was, was tough as it was. And every pitcher threw – 90 plus all of our starters were three to five touch six um our back end relievers we had two back end relievers one of them was up to 100 so like it was a, it was a huge difference man like even the hitters all the hitters were just aggressive man like that no one took anything you gave a fastball pff, that thing was gone like it was just the, no one cared. Like obviously everyone cared about everyone, but it was like when you're on the field, like screw everyone else. Like I'm gonna get mine. Like I'm, and I'm gonna do it. So I think so. Like 
I think a lot, a lot of people huge. need to know about this too. Is that like you, you both guys were no slouch in state league, like yeah. you're both playing competitive first grade in state league, like in you both sort of held your own at that level. So, you know, like we're, we're not talking you guys were, you know, coming in there, you know, underdone, like you're playing mm. top level baseball in Australia before you've gone over, and obviously, that's probably part of it that. A lot of people wouldn't understand like, that transition difference is huge. So is, is Juco, is, Juco, where you guys were better than you know first grade over over at home? Yeah, yeah, way better. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. What about compared to you know obviously the Heat's better than AYC? Any of that? Anything you've ever ever had here? Yeah, yeah it's just the velocity. I think it's just like 100%. everyone throws so hard, and you just don't get that over here. So, so did just, you have you to start to throwing harder, Cody? Well, I'll try my best. <laughs> so have you, you know, did you, did your velo, velo increase in Duca? Yeah. So throwing every day, I think was the biggest thing. Like over here, I, I didn't really like think about that. Like you don't really think about throwing every day. Like you just rock up to training, like maybe long toss a bit and then go throw on the weekend. But like there's every day, long tossing every day. And your arm, like my arm hurt like hell at the start. Cause I was like, holy crap, what is this going on? But once I really, like, got accustomed to it, my arm strength just, like, went up. I, like, would never get injured. Felt like I had a rubber arm. Just the more I threw, the better I felt. Yeah. And what so was your velo time... before you went over? Uh, pardon? What was your velo before you went over? Oh, so I was, like, like 83, 84, top of my 85, something like that. So when I first went now? over. Yeah. What are you now? Oh, now I'm, like, 7 to 9. Yeah. So you've just sort of mentioned it. Is a walk us through a standard day for an infielder, Jalen, and then Cody, you can give us a the cut down version for a pitcher who probably just, you know, does like a fraction of what Jalen what Jalen has to do every day. Yeah. So I guess and, and it's uh, different from JUCO to D one, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Way so from going off JUCO, it would be like a we didn't have to actually get up too early. They kind of were a little bit relaxed on that for us. Um, we were we would lift from like seven to let's say eight, go get some food, um, and then early work started from like nine nine thirty, and we'd go to about ten ten thirty depending on the day. Um, and that's getting there, doing your pre swings, um, doing your pre routines, all that type of stuff. Um, and it's good because all the boys want to do it too. Um, but, I mean, I, there was always like two or three of us that were always there first, me and two others. Um, and so we would do that and then you go through, you know, your warm-up and then we base run every day um, for about 15 minutes. Uh, and then after that, you get your throwing in. Then you, depending on where I was, I was either in the outfield or the infield, depending on the day. Um, I would do my pre-infield drills or my pre-outfield drills. And then you go do your individual infield or outfield. And then we go through a bunch of team defense stuff. Um, and then you go through uh, BP, uh, probably like an extended BP, you would say. Which you felt bad for the coaches because the coaches would take, one of the coach would take it the whole day. He would throw the whole day. So 
They'll rubber hang. arms. I'll tell you that. They'll t- <laughs> they'll hang and I'll tell you that. Especially for one of them my second year. <laughs> we had a new guy my second year and he was used to throwing, you know, to one group instead of four or five groups. And he was hanging. Felt bad for the bloke, but you know, he did he did his job. So <laughs> he did his job, let us hit a few bombs. So Is that every day? Um, Is that 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 was sort of every yeah. day? Uh-huh. That's every day. And then game and game day, how many games a week? At Juca, it was we would play double headers most of the time if it was like a long trip. So a lot of the division one junior colleges in our conference were like a three hour trip. So we would play a double header on Saturday and then we'd also play a double header on Tuesday. Um, but if it was like a closer game, like a closer team. Uh, we go like uh, you know Saturday Sunday or Tuesday Wednesday, but at junior junior college it was really only four days a week, possibly five if they want to add another one in. Uh, at Division One now it's we go Friday Saturday Sunday and then Wednesday Tuesday maybe Wednesday, so it's kind of similar really but it's just a little bit more spread out so more travel i guess and you said you've got to do you've got less hours for team stuff so does that mean you're doing a lot more stuff on your own yeah so i mean so with that it's like when you're not in your fall you get eight hours to work like eight official hours to work with coaches and stuff like that so you get put in groups yeah a week and so you'll get put in your groups and you'll go through just like an hour session of I don't know, hitting or defense or both, depending on what they really want. But after that, everything else is optional, you know? Um, so everything else is optional. So they'll put out like stuff like hey, optional group hitting sort of thing, or like, uh, yeah, that type of stuff. And then you kind of just, you go to it because you know you want to get really optional no you want to get better but it's It's just not official either (laughs) it's just not official but you make your own little group chats and then all the boys will just rock up anyways and do your little sessions but uh yeah that's and then after that you go through it jumps to 20 hours a week and then you get your big when you're in season then we'll so it's like the first month is like eight hours and then you get two months of 20 hours and then back to eight months so the 20 hours is when you get your big old team sessions in and the school i'm at now western kentucky uh our head coach is a junior college hall of fame our second our assistant coach is junior college hall of fame our third guy our third guy is came with our uh, head coach our fourth guy played under our head coach our fifth guy played under our head coach like they know a ton and their junior college like look right now we're like a big junior college like a bigger junior college it's 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 cool to be around all the junior college guys again because like everyone has that same motivation like when i was back there um and the the coaches know a ton and the the trainings we run are very like junior college too, like very yeah. intense, strict 
straightforward. Like, yeah, you can have your fun, but you got to buckle down and get your stuff done. And I guess, too, the, the big thing that I see anyway, like from the limited college stuff that I've seen, mm. like, you know, appearance uniforms, all that sort of stuff is all yeah. so strict. It's not like over here, you know, you can wear whatever you like. Um, it's, it's funny you say that because at my school now, we're not allowed to wear any jewellery on the field. No chains, no earrings, no nothing. He's very old school like that, which is cool for some sense like yeah it would be nice to like flash a little bling but like at the same time um it's cool that everyone has to be the same no one's yeah, well, different there's no wearing there's no wearing shorts like Todd Van Stencil and stuff like that so you know <laughs> <laughs> no they I, they I, well at uh central we we started that uh pants above the knees and you know got us a got us a ring so we can't complain about that but <laughs> but uh at this school now he's specifically stated that we're not allowed to so but everything <laughs> everything we do has to be the same at this school yeah. um at, another massive difference that i've found going to division one at least at western kentucky now is we have a strength coach like a specific strength coach for baseball who yeah. just knows a ton and he is exactly what you think a college strength coach is going to be in your face you know always around loud getting getting in your face when you need to be um but has the the right um idea and is always like rooting for you and helping you out when you need to and has a perfect plan for us that we're all going through right now um and it's it's made a massive difference on our bodies too. Yeah. Um, and how about you, yeah. Code? How do you find it from a, a pitching point of view? I know that you know you don't do a lot. You know you might throw what once a week, isn't it? Or something? That's what you pitch uh, is doing. It's it's a lot different from JUCO to um, four year because I feel like the pitchers actually do a lot more at our JUCO because yeah. we would get the we would run to warm up, which I don't really understand. We would run like poles to warm up and then do sprints. And I was like, God, I'm so tired already. And then we would shag BP for the, um, so we stretch as a team, shag BP for the hitters and then pick up all their balls. And then we would go throw after that, which made no sense. But, and then once we would finish that, yeah, then we would run again, run poles again. And we had like the worst warning track ever. And it was actually the worst thing of all time because it'd be like, super mushy all the time and it had like drainage and stuff there it was like did you guys have jobs to do for yeah. your, your field every day yeah so i had to yeah. always do the uh actually, i actually have a funny story so i always would uh tamp the pitches mound and one time i was uh tamping it and i accidentally hit the plate and it smashed me in the top of the head and i actually oh, split my head open <laughs> and i went to go to the uh trainer's office and they didn't have a first aid kit, so I was like, all right, this is cool. So I go into the gym, just grab a paper towel, I wrap it around my head, go back out, finish my tamping job, and go home. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get your job was, done. Yeah, it was a bit how you going. But, so, yeah, but did you throw every day in Juco? Yeah, yeah, so throw every day. We'd, I feel like we'd run more than we'd throw. It was a bit ridiculous, but I really actually appreciate it now because going to my new school, we like – you could tell who 
Like, you can always tell who, like, the Juca guys are because they'd be really fit and able to run. Even if they're not, like, super athletic-looking dudes, they, like, can push through it. Like, they have that, like, mindset. But, like, the dudes that are either straight out of high school or, or I think, it, or, like, they transfer from, like, other four years, you could tell they kind of got, like, the privilege of not running your ass off every day. He so goes. they'd be like, oh, this is so hard. This is so hard. I'm like, this is freaking awesome, mate. What are you talking about? Run, like, once a week. And, and how did you find like, it? Go, go. I go, guess what I, the other part of it, I guess, Cody, how do you find it, like, being the pen? You know, obviously, you know, you're, you're pretty much a starter over here. Um, did, were you a starter over there, or how, did, how does that all work? Uh, so I kind of had a couple of different roles. So my freshman year at Juco, I was always just a reliever guy, just like uh seventh, eighth inning guy. Go out there for a couple of innings, and then my second year actually was really horrendous because I injured my arm in the fall because it was like super cold one day. It was like minus two or something. Went out to throw and never got an official scan, but I either strained or tore something in my arm. So it took me out for like because I couldn't like afford to go get the scan so i was like eh, whatever so i just um just kind of sat for a while eventually got back into the gym because i could like barely move my arm so it was really bad and then actually right after i came back i got the yips which was uh not very fun at all and that was like talking about like the mental side that you really don't think about probably the hardest like thing i've ever had to overcome it still like comes back every now and then but i've gotten really good at like suppressing it so that took me out for about three months or something like that just like no controllable no feel or anything couldn't like if i want to throw a rocket like can like two feet away from me i'd go like just throw it nowhere near i was like holy shit but eventually overcame it because i just like got so like I guess annoyed that I was like, oh, I don't care. I'm just going to go out, throw as hard as I can. And that's how I really got over it. Went out, started taking like reps of like shortstop to try and like be more athletic. And I eventually got over it. And then actually had two starts in the last two games of the year. And those two starts actually got me to my school now. Yeah. I threw really well. And then through one of the coaches at Frontier, had contacts with um, the school I'm at now. But I kind of like waited it out a bit because I didn't really get anything, obviously because I didn't play the whole season. And then it was only till like a month before school actually started or I actually started talking to other schools and ended up committing to Charleston. So I got there super late, but got really lucky that my grades were somehow really good at Juco. So... They do matter to some degree at junior college because how it worked was like if you had a 3.5 or above GPA. So GPA for people to know it's out of four and two is like a, obviously a, like an average GPA and to play, you have to have over a two in junior college. I think it is. So it goes like two's eh, 2.5 is okay. Three's like getting better. 3.5 is pretty good. And then 4.0 is all A's in a class or 90% or above. So I got lucky to have a 4.0 and got a lot of academic money 
it was actually like, I think three quarters of my scholarship was all academic. So I got lucky with that. So, so even so, school did matter in JUCO for, yeah, for school. For you. Did matter for you, Jalen? Yeah. For Division One uh, to qualify for academic money, you need a three O. So okay. I so mean, yeah, I I went in to between college all those hours. You had to get to in between all yeah. those hours on the field and lifting. You had uh-huh. to um, go to class and then yeah. study as well. Well, actually, I was lucky at my junior college. Uh, because of COVID, I only had to take online classes, so I could kind of complete them whenever I wanted. Um, so it, it was actually kind of a breeze in that sense. I didn't really have to worry too much about any of that. Uh, I know a lot of other people kind of had it different, and you actually have to go to in-person classes. You have to have three in-person classes, nine credits, um, to be qualified or eligible as a international um you know visa holder uh student visa holder that is but then at my next school after central um which was charleston um charleston southern uh i i had a i got academic money because i had like a three three coming out um and I would I would I would have to say that the system over there is a little easier. Um, so I mean, for me, it, it was it was nice knowing that it was a little easier because I could actually do the work and get it done. And um, I did okay. buckle down um, and get it done. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to slack off, and I was like, right, I can't do this, especially when I'm you know living off my dad's money. So. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got know, a, got I've a, got a seventeen-year-old. I don't want anyone to hear well, that they can live off my dad's money. Yeah, got to, got to make your fingers the most out and learn. I think and I guess, and Vic will ask the same question. Yeah, Chad and Vic will ask the same Ethan, question. You know. Pull your finger out and get your get your grades yeah, up. Exactly. You know, as you said, exactly. should, should the less academic Oz guys push for a JUCO? Like, is that is that something that you guys would encourage, or you just say work your ass off now and, and get it done? I mean, look, I had the best experience of my life at junior college without yep. question and i wouldn't change it for the world now obviously i if it would be different if i did have good grades because you know you have your schools that you really want to go to um but in saying that like look it's it it's definitely very important that going division one isn't the only option you have um and junior college for me, and I mean, I'd say Cody, I don't know, but for me, it was like the best thing I ever did. And I met some of the best people ever and I was around the greatest coaching staff I've had. And it was just, it was an experience like none other. How would you guys Cody, have gone, you know, lining up against kids in, you know, their third and fourth year of, of a D1 college when you're coming straight out of Australia? Is that... Cody already said he went from mid eighties to to high nineties. You know, is that that is really a process of getting in into a that sort of system, working every day, putting in 10, 12 hours a day, throwing every yeah. day and building up and seeing seeing high nineties uh, every yeah. day. You couldn't you have, just learn couldn't a walk lot. straight into your school now, could you? Yeah, you no. learn a lot. Yeah, you do learn a lot. Cody, yeah. I, I guess one of the things 
you know, these Shannon's just asked, he does it allow a yeah. pathway from Juco to Div 1, even pro offers? Like, yes. Yeah, it, uh-huh. that, that's what it's for. So it, you treat it as like a, a second recruiting process because the coaches yeah. work to get you out of there. Like, that's what they yeah. want to do. And, like, you see, like, at least, I know probably a couple of dudes from Cody's Juco, but there's a lot of guys from my Juco. Like, the Division One bounce backs are going Division One because they're uh, – they don't want to spend their four years there. They want, they they have the chance to draft, so they just want yeah. to get another year under and get out. So, and I had three guys, I think, my first year, and a few guys my second year, all that got drafted straight out of JUCO. You yeah. know, so I mean, you can use it for a lot of different opportunities, and like you said, it's another recruiting process. But the big part is, it's a process. Like yeah, you no, can't, just, you can't rush it. And Maria's just yeah. asked the same question. Yeah, you know, do you guys also work while playing and studying? Like, uh, you you don't. Yeah, no. I don't think you can even no. get your working visa. Yeah. For You're not allowed but... to. You're not yeah. allowed to. No. I mean, no. I, I guess I've I got a question. I guess for both of you guys, you know, you know, you sort of been over there now. The whole process. Would you change anything? Would you change the process that you've gone through to be where you are now? Or, you know, what have you learned? What's the biggest learning you've had from, from the whole process? Like knowing what you know now, would there be anything that you'd change? Uh, I think just like appreciating like the grind. Like it may be hard at the time, but it really pays off. Like not even just in baseball, but in life. Like you learn so much stuff from there to like really stick stuff out. Like, it really just increases your mental game, like, a ton. It really helped me get through a lot as well. Jalen? Yeah. I mean, I think, obviously, the biggest one would have to be, like, if you're really serious about your schooling and all that stuff is grades, for sure. Um, make sure your grades are up because it's going to be a big difference maker, at least at the start. For you can, always, you can always catch it up at junior college. But if you're, if you're really looking, like... To, that you want to go to a big school, then make sure your grades are good because it's going to help you a ton. Same with your SAT. Um, but personally, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, I've had the best experience ever and I couldn't change anything for it. Just everyone needs to understand that like everything you do is a process and yeah, it might go slow, it might go fast, but like be where your feet are. Don't like get ahead of anything. Um, and don't turn anyone down early because you never know that could be your best option. For me, like coming out of Central, I had, uh, I, I reckon I spoke to what I would think is like 50% of Division One schools. And it was just back and forth, blah, 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 but everyone kind of shutting it down. I had Charleston Southern call me up and they kind of offered me and I actually held them off for two months and I'm telling dad, no, this isn't the school. I'm not going here. Like, screw that. And like the fact that I didn't, you know, um, say no, kept that window open for me, um, gave me the opportunity to go there to play division one. And now I'm at an even better school. So in my opinion, so don't shut any doors down, make sure you understand like kind of what you're getting into, look up the schools that you want. Look up the coaching staff, see see like their record, how long they've been there, their achievements, 
um, and really kind of dive into what you really want and then go after it if it's what you really want. And, and Cody, on, mate. what – sorry, mate. Um, Cody, I've just got one question, and Jalen sort of touched on it just then, you know, about what you really want. Now, as a pitcher – what are you looking for? What do you, what did you really want to get out of this whole experience? Like I know from a you know a positional player, it's slightly different. But as a pitcher, you know you're you're a starting pitcher in Australia, right? And you've sort of gone through this process. You know, do they give you an option of where you're going to be on the mound, or, or when you come into the game, or are you just told? Like no, yeah. So you you pretty much just like. It's kind of abrupt, actually. Like, you kind of just, like, sitting up in there. Or for me, up in the pen, I'll be sitting there and the coach will be like, yep, go get hot. Like, it could be, like, a dude just gets on in some guy's fifth inning. He's like, go get hot. And then two pitches later in the game. Like, it's real, like, super fast-paced. Like, it's not like like when I was playing a pen and getting, like, I was playing the outfield and getting dragged in to come relieve or something. Just, like, wind the arm up real quick. It's like, you really got to get a process and stick to it. Like really like get a good warm up in and get in there fast. And the hardest thing is like getting in the mindset to compete like so fast after sitting down and like kind of chilling out and just watching the game to really like locking in and trying to get the guy out. And I think that's the big difference, I guess. You know, a lot of guys sort of look at over here. Like I remember like Cohen Wynn, same sort of scenario. You know, he was a starter over here, goes over there. He's in the back end as a setup guy, and then you know, that all sort of changes you know, the whole perspective of, of pitching. I guess they have a totally different, I guess, idea on on where people should be in a rotation. Like, how hard is it to get a starting spot, like as a pitcher? Uh you you got to be like, it's not even about like it, it's all about like really being able to get guys out. Like we had dudes that threw. Especially in Juco, we had a lot of dudes that threw super hard, but would just spray it everywhere. Couldn't get guys out. Like, they'd have nasty stuff, but just, like, just would spray it literally everywhere. Not get anyone out, walk the bases loaded, whatnot, get hit around. But then guys that might throw a little bit less, but they could, like, spot up, were, like, going out there and dealing for, like, multiple innings. So it's literally all based on performance. Yeah. And I think that's that's probably the key there too. You know, it doesn't stop. Like people are always watching you, and I guess a lot of guys don't understand that. Like you're watched when you're training. You watch doing what you you know your social medias and stuff like that. They're all watched. Like there's no escaping these coaches. Like they they know exactly what's going on. And I guess that's probably the other thing. Big difference from Australia too. Like nobody really cares what you do on on your social media, but you know over there it's a big deal. Like they, they look for the complete the complete package. They're not just looking for a, a guy that might be able to play but it's got a really bad attitude. Like is that what you guys found when you're sort of going through this whole process? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they talk about being <laughs> like sure. coach real coachable. That's like the mm. biggest thing for them. Just like listen and do what they say. Yeah. You know? Like a lot of the incoming freshmen high school guys don't really understand it. Just like they kind of listen, but you can see it go in one ear and out the other. And then it's the same thing every day. They just get kind of get picked on really because of they're not listening. Like if you just do it, do it how they say, you know, whatever, get it done. 
yeah. sort of thing. But I think um, for us Aussies, just understand like there's so many of us over there now. Like no one's alone. Yeah. <laughs> like you can. Everyone's always a phone call away, sort of thing as well. Like if anyone needs help, you know what I mean. Like everyone can back each other up because everyone knows what everyone's going through. Yeah. So like. And there's Marie yeah, just sort of needs to bounce off each other. Yeah, Marie's just asked that question then, you know, how do you get through, you know, missing home, family, friends, etc. Like just bounce you know, off each other. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. I mean, call your family, you know? Yeah. You get they're always a phone call away. I feel like one thing that I've kind of come to understand is nothing's really changing here. No one's going anywhere. You know, you're not you're always gonna come back and you're always gonna be able to catch up with people. So like don't really focus on that. Focus on what you're doing because yeah, you might feel lonely, but you're there for a reason. Yeah, we well, you could, you know, find a, an American chick over there or something. They <laughs> <laughs> don't have time, Jevo. They're, they're in the gym at 4.30 in the morning and they're, they're, they're lifting at 7 o'clock at night and they've, you know, got to get their study in. There's no time. It's all about, it's all about priorities, Tim. Yeah. I know. Actually, um, uh, I actually just, met my girlfriend yeah, at my junior okay. college. Yeah, See? from America. See? That's there what I was leading to. That Cody's already got a girlfriend in uh, America. So yeah. It does happen. It does happen. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just on that, like, so Shannon's asked a couple of questions on the way through too. So, Jalen, you mentioned it, and I'm interested in what Cody did. Um, what you know now, and you said you know, do your research into your schools, um, look into your coaching staff. Um, what, what are you guys actually looking for now you've been through it? Um, it might be something that, like Jevo said, you know, what would you change? Would you have done more research? Would you have looked at more, um, a bit more deeply into things? Um, just, I guess you've got all these kids sitting here listening to this who might be going to AYCs uh, in the next few years, 16s, 18s. Um, you know, what should they be looking for? And I guess everyone's requirements are different. Um, and there's probably, like they say, there's a, there's a school for everybody. Um, what are the sorts of things you guys either have learnt now or wish you had known then and, and done your research on? Yeah, so obviously look for like your best financial situation if you really want to help your parents out. And also like there's so many dudes over there now, so you can literally just like even look at their schools and like talk to them and their experience and they probably have a friend at another school that can like tell them what it's about. Like there's so many dudes from here that are over there now at so many different schools, especially through junior college. There's like, I swear there's like a hundred of us over there now, like all the different schools. So you can literally probably just ask anyone how it's like and they'll tell you a full rundown. I mean, when we first started, I don't think I really knew anything. Yeah. I didn't even really know any schools. I knew a couple of big schools, you know, but I didn't actually know what I wanted. Like I wanted to go to Division One, but I didn't really do any research into any of it who they were all that so like that's kind Didn't of get any offers from vanderbilt or anything but <laughs> unfortunately not unfortunately no. not couldn't believe it but just do that's, just like, that's the know. sort of stuff you don't know do you yeah you just no, you no, know the big names just, the ones you see on espn uh -huh. but there's a different there's thousands of like, other schools there's thousands of schools that are great like perfect they're just as good in some ways you know what i mean like they can compete like i know the school that i'm at we're gonna definitely compete like we're gonna we're gonna be pushing to get to a regional and hopefully further you know what i mean so 
like just do your research pick out some schools that you really like like uh, like learn who their coaches are like like what their records like if they're in a good trajectory right now sort of thing um good area that's a good that's a big spot but like also yeah. don't just don't you mean a competition area or a ge- or a geography area both both without question um, and how about stuff like you know fields and you know facilities and things like that i obviously know that, you know some of these facilities are Sounds absolutely like amazing cody didn't, cody didn't have a um a, a first aid kit in juco so it's yeah, a bit nah, different in juco a, yeah juco you had the get... uh yeah had the iron weights in the weight room and that was about it juco you, you get nothing. Metal. there's nothing there's nothing special about any junior college fields that you play at i'll tell you that yeah. nothing so, compared what to what do i compare to state league wise they're probably well, state league yeah they're probably pretty similar to be honest <laughs> yeah i mean just with better fences maybe yeah it's it's state league really to be fair maybe some places are a lot better too like i know uh my roommate blake cavill went to northwest florida i'd say i'd have to say that's probably the best freaking facilities that junior college has ever had it's like a division one junior college like it's just stupid but for everyone else like I don't know. There's a there's it's some shitters. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, um, there are some bad ones. Rob G. Lombardo's asked, "Have either either of you looked at options after college?" Yeah, there's tons of options. There's, I mean, like, is in baseball wise. I guess everybody's not. Like baseball wise, I mean, <laughs> if we're going baseball wise, I mean. Like you could, there's tons of uh, leagues in Europe. Um, there's also obviously the ABL for the summers here. Um, yeah. But I know there's a Dutch, there's a Dutch league, so the Netherlands. They have a very, very strong league over there. They've got a lot of ex big leaguers, yeah. uh, like Didi Gregorius, and uh, I don't know, there's a few other guys there. There's tons. Um, and luckily, I've got a few contacts over there now because of one junior college, um, two, like the World Cup, and three from actual state league, um, having yeah. some imports come over and stuff, which has helped a ton. But there's there are a ton of options that you can go through. I mean, you can ask Todd Van Stensel about them. Dude's yeah. played in tons of leagues. Yeah, all, all the so, leagues. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, there are options and stuff, and you see a couple of the ABO guys right now getting picked up for some independent ball leagues in America. Yeah. Um, now, uh, you couldn't ask me about what the pay is like, but there are options um, for sure that you can do. Education-wise, yeah. you know, after you you finish at your four-year university, what you know, what does that set you up for? A lot of the parents on here will want to know that they're not throwing money at uh, US yeah. schools for four years and getting nothing out of it. Yeah, that's the best thing about going there. Like, you're getting your education first and then playing baseball second. Like you're coming out with a bachelor's degree or I'm going for my master's, so I'll be there another year. But you're coming out with a degree that will... This, this is very important to make sure it translates back because some people get screwed over with stuff that's not recognised. So definitely yeah. do your research into that. What are you studying? So I'm doing exercise science and I do a master's in business administration. 
I'm doing social and human behavior. So I can get into like some social work and stuff like that back yeah. here. So And one of good. I guess one of the one of the big things that a lot of people don't probably realise is that, you know, there's there's so many options, you know, you can take it wherever you need to take it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. as you're saying, they going overseas playing, you know, codes, you'll probably stay in America, get married, have kids and settle down and by the sounds of it, but so uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there's there's tons of options that you can take out there. You just gotta, you know, look for it and ask the right people. Yeah. Um and you there's always stuff for someone to do. You just really gotta put yourself out there. And what are the options like? So obviously, you know, working working in the schools and things like that after you finish is that a is that a thing that happens? Do you get do guys get offered to, to work in the schools or some people do? It. Yeah. yeah, you can come back as like a student manager and stuff. Yeah, grad yeah. grad assistant. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, and some people go like to uh, some people go. What did someone say? How do they handle the Oz humor? Oh, they don't at all. Don't even get me started on Blake. They don't at all. Don't even get me started on Blake. <laughs> we have... Oh, tell we us a Blake story. Some, Come on. We have some stories. I'll tell you that stuff, mate. Holy crap. I, that was a fun fall. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Dude's a clown. Dude is a straight clown. Uh. But you know, like things like that, obviously that helps you get through it. Obviously, he, you know, he, him being your roommate and stuff like that, yeah. you, know, that you sort of bounce off other Aussie guys. And yeah. you know, look, we all sort of know what Blake's like, so you know, yeah. you probably, yeah. yeah, we kind of yeah. get where we can tame of... each other. We can tame each other. Let's put it that way. Like we know, we know our boundaries, and we can tame each other, and we can keep each other accountable. Crazy, so have you got any Aussie guys over with you? Yeah, so I got a buddy. From here, it's my Juco. He's from New Zealand. Played on the uh, New Zealand WBC team. Now I just got him over from a different school because he he went a year there after our Juco, and we're really good mates at Juco. And got him over. We like dynamic duo, so we're a bit rowdy at times. And he's uh, a pitcher. Yeah, he's a pitcher as well. So we kind of <laughs> just chill out in the bullpen, clown around, and get serious stuff done when it needs to be done. Uh, yeah, I've so just Bit of like, that going on, like so the guys you you have in JUCO or other Aussies that you know in JUCOs, and you you know talk to each other about opportunities and and next steps and those sorts of things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like if you go to a school, you can always recommend. Like Jalen and Blake ended up at the same school as well. Like you know, them too. Maybe 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 Cavill and Bickle need to get a room. I'm not sure, but hey, <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> They always stick you in the doubles when you get there. Kind of sucks. <laughs> no, I've been lucky. I've been lucky. Least... I've been blessed with two great roommates. I had I had a guy, uh, Liam Evans from Victoria, um, yeah. and Blake Cavill. I've been I've been blessed with my two roommates. We've had times on times. And, and I guess what's what's that like? You know, obviously, you know, you come home for Christmas, you come home for holidays and things like that. Is it just a, is it a big unwind or is it just like you still get your work in or, you know, what are you doing? 
like yeah, I see Cody's always at the beach and wearing <laughs> funny jumpers and stuff with his mum and his family and yeah. doing all that sort of stuff. Like, are you still doing doing your work or you, do, you, do you just chill out? Yeah, you, you always get the work in, but there's always like time to find. Like, I'm really into golf now, so that's kind of taking all my money for starters. But it's good to like get something that gets your mind like a little bit off baseball because if you focus on it too much, you get like for me, like if I was like, I wouldn't be said like afraid to fail, but there's so much like pressure and you stuff. Just overthink. And, yeah, you find an outlet. It's really good to. Just yeah. like let off some steam or something. The amount of baseball we both play right now, it's like you you need that that break. So like this break is awesome. Come back, just yeah. hang out with the family, kick back, still get your work in. Like I've got my four four lifting days that I have to do here and I have to send some video back um and make sure that I'm doing all my stuff right. But it's a, it's like he said, it's super important that we have our time where we can just like kind of kick back and um let our mind kind of run wild if if i could say like that because you think you play this much every single day you start it's just a whole mental case you just start thinking mechanics oh i could do this i could do that blah 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 and then it's just a free-for-all really and how many times did you sort of second guess yourselves while you're over there? Is this the right thing for me? Is this what I should be doing? I miss my family and friends in Australia. Like, obviously, that in the early parts, that sort of goes goes on a bit. But obviously, the, the further you go on down the track, it, it becomes easier. Yeah. So, it's like at the start, it's obviously difficult, like being away from home for like extended periods of time, but. You gotta like just use like the resources you have, like your teammates. Like you gotta make so many friends there. It's like it's actually insane how many people you make friends with, especially because they come up to you and you're like, "Oh, Australian, yeah, nice." Yeah, it's pretty much your gateway into it. But yeah, it gets a lot easier as it goes on, and then it goes so fast that you gotta like learn to appreciate the people that yeah. you're with while you're with them. Yeah, yeah, Derek's just asked to kick back over there. Do you follow other Aussies in the other sports? Um, yeah, I mean, you follow other sports, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? Also, obviously, NRL and stuff like that, and yeah. Well, what I'm making stream. Cody, Cody's a tragic Panthers supporter. Yeah, yeah. I was up I'm at five AM watching Big Nate Cleary win the uh, chip for us, having a stress <laughs> attack, <laughs> running up and down the halls, waking everyone up. I do have a question from Jalen. Like tennis. Oh, I love tennis, and I know exactly what you're referring to. <laughs> I am an unreal forehand and backhand, and I love the slice. And you know exactly what I'm talking about, Big Doug. Tell that there's an inside joke with Blake there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Is there many other Aussies? You mentioned there's a you know more than a hundred um, Aussies in JUCOs and and colleges. Is there many? Other Aussies in other sports, or is baseball really the main one? Yeah, you'd be surprised. It's actually yeah. everywhere. Like, I think there's everywhere. at least one or two in every single sport at my school, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know from my high school back here, there's three of us over there. Two of them for basketball. One's one male, one female, um, and all three of us now are at big Division One schools. 
you know, like, and I mean, if you guys ever heard of Liana Davidson, she's killing it in, she was a baseball player, come athletic, you know, freak. And she's a javelin thrower for Texas A&M and wow. like coming second or something in the nationals, like crazy shit like that. Like there's people everywhere. Yeah. And you don't okay, even think so about bit, it. Bit like Derek said, you know, you do run into Aussies or mm. you're able to follow other Aussies in, in yeah. the schools you're competing yeah, against everywhere. and yeah. come across everywhere. There you go. You see them all at the airport, I'll tell you that. You're yeah, like, on the plane at the airport. You're like looking at them and you're kind of trying to figure out what the what sport they play. And like, that dude doesn't play this. There's no way. There's no way. Like, what the hell is he doing here? Yeah. See the mullets floating around, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mullet and mustache. Seven foot yeah, tall. mullet mustache. <laughs> I, I guess one one last question before we get into the serious stuff of 60 Seconds with Jivo, which is a riveting episode that we're going to have, I'm sure. But one last question for both of you. Now, you know, four years over in college, you know, you, you do what you do. Obviously, Cody, you're doing five years because, you know, you're doing your master's and things like that. You know, what's what's the goal at the end? Uh, still go pro, man. Like, still, yep. still get that draft. I mean, I had a... I was lucky enough last year to have a few chats with a couple teams and stuff. And um, uh, with one of them, I was, you know, potential late, late, late round sort of free agent. Nothing ended up panning out, but it was like, it was a very big eye opener for myself talking to some pro teams for the first time and really like, all right, like, I can freaking do this, man. Like, so are you managing that yourself? Are you managing that yourself? Uh, yeah, something. I'm managing it myself just because, I mean, it's a little bit more difficult with me because I don't really want to put an agent out there for me and then have to pay them too much, like, <laughs> at the start. Like, I don't really have that right now. So I'm kind of relying on coaches and dad and myself to look after that for now until yeah. that gets sorted. Like, it's definitely something that I, um, I'm going to be looking into more. Mm-hmm. Um but for me right now, it's just kind of the people around me to help out and yep. see what can go from there. How about you, Coach? What are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking more into like like more of a like work career, just like trying to set myself up with a good job. I'm just being like realistic with myself. Like oh, I don't exactly have interest to go pro, so I'm looking like really straightforward to like setting up a really good job and like trying to get myself some money in the future. Yeah, Australia, America. Uh, hopefully Australia. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just got to put it out there, see which way you want to yeah. go. Um, now, I'm not sure if you guys saw this on the weekend. You probably did because you've been, obviously, in Australia. It's, um, Michael Campbell leaps over the, the ball. Oh, oh, what an incredible yeah, effort. Gamble, Michael yeah. Campbell yeah. leaps over the, the ball. Oh, oh, what an incredible effort. The young Michael. Mate, he's um, the young stud. Getting doing some training for Savannah. <laughs> what, what is doing there? Darling, I've never seen you do that. So, mate. <laughs> I don't know if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and Cody's all body, do all body on the line, mate. Right. Okay. You'll hurt yourself doing that, Cody. So. Oh, actually, funny story. Uh, so, last year, 
I actually hurt my arm again because in PFPs, <laughs> I uh, dove for a ball and landed in my proper shoulder. <laughs> oh, boy. So I'm staying oh, to be an unathletic for now. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't so, shag balls in the outfield anymore, mate? Nah, stay put. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run a, a clip for you guys and I just wanna I just wanna get your uh you know, there's a couple there's a couple of things in, in this clip and it's probably gonna open up a few people's eyes but um just wanna share this clip with you guys. of that actually goes on <laughs> looks like me well, swinging that in a couple of those clips apart from that last clip i think i actually might have got hit in junior college like that i can't i can't fully remember there was something like that i, I might have been hit just so unathletic of me <laughs> just just took one but whatever yeah. it happens Cody, which one we which one were you swinging the bat there mate Oh, first one, little kid swings around, hits himself on the head. <laughs> yeah, look, and I, I guess one of the, one of the things, you know, a lot of people go, you know, what was all this crap really happening in America? Oh, yeah, it does. Like, you know, we're not going to shy away from it. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that clip with you guys to sort of get your, your feelings on it. But um, we're going to do 60 seconds with Juvo. Now, I've decided that, um, Cody, you're going first because – you're the you're the roof boy, and um, oh, yeah. so mate, the your time starts at the end of my first question. There's some questions in here which you're not going to know the answer to, which is great, um, mate. Just try to be honest because yep. I know there's a lot of people watching this that will actually know the truth about some of these questions I'm going to ask. So um, just uh, just be, just be careful and uh, um, I'm ready. Are you ready? So yeah. my time will. Uh, the end of the first question, Cody. Your nickname, uh, Kodos. Favorite player, uh, favorite player. Oh uh, man, I don't really have one, eh? Um, I don't know. Favorite player, favorite, 
player that you've played with? Played team. with? Uh, Jalen Ray. <laughs> Favourite coach? Uh, probably have to go a bit biased here and go my dad. He's always been there for me, so I'll go mm -hmm. him. Worst coach? Uh, probably my Juco coach, making me run all the time. Yeah. Most, most intense teammate? Um... Probably, I'd say Mark Thompson from my Great Western team. That dude just like was really about it, eh? Yeah. Pineapple on pizza? No. No way. Good. And um, if you weren't a baseball player, what would you be? Oh, rugby player. And, and let me guess, for the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, pull me a fullback. Sorry, dear Edwards. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Jalen, it's going to be your turn, mate. And um, yeah, your questions are no easier. Your questions are no easier. I'm sorry. But, um, are, you, are you good to go? go? I'm so bad on the spot, but let's give it a crack. Okay. Nickname? Water Rat or J-Ray. I'm not going to ask those. Pineapple on pizza? 100%. Favourite player that you've played with? i got to go with Cody. Obviously, best ground you've played on. Best ground I've played on, probably the Cubs spring training facility. Luke Osnell has just shamed you that you didn't say aquatic, but anyway. <laughs> What's who's your most intense player that you've played with? JD McLaughlin, absolute psycho, Ed Tuka. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Blake Cavill, but anyway. <laughs> He's a softie. Um, if you weren't a baseball player, what would you be? You could put me in any sport and I'd be the best professional, dude. Right. The best professional would be. Yeah. The next Roger Federer. <laughs> well... Put me in the put put me in the Australian cricket team. Put, put me the in the soccer roos. Put me in any of them. You know, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be um, that guy. And modest, love it. <laughs> right, guys. Well, um, thanks, thanks for tonight. It's been really great to get some insight, especially you know for the people that you know, wanted this to happen because they wanted to actually hear from college guys. I uh, really appreciate your time and good luck back over there. Um, you know, wish you all the best, obviously. You know, hope to see you obviously back in Australia one day, either playing an ABL or, or doing something or, you know, jail and living out your dream, um, you know, getting drafted and being a pro. Maybe we, you can think about, you know, this little interview you've done when you're a pro, when you're a pro and come back on and, Maybe sponsor our show for us because we haven't got no money. Okay. Hey, hey, I won't forget about you, boy. Come on. <laughs> we Come on. Come on. And uh, thanks, um, guys. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, and look, yeah, no Cody, all the best with um, your study and obviously your masters and stuff like that. Hope to see you back yeah, out. Thanks. Back out in the riff one day. Sure. I'll be back. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Thanks, Thanks for having guys. us. Take it easy. It's been yeah. a blast. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, guys. Well, um, there you have it. College.
What do you think, Tim? Sounds like a lot of lot of hard work, mate. The, you yeah. know, they're long days, and they you know they didn't touch on. Yeah, they were. You know, they got good marks in JUCO and 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 got good um, opportunities in in their four year schools. That means that they put the work in. So um, that's a long day. So yeah. you know, the guys who are here and you know might go to club training twice a week. You know, first grade play Wednesday, play Saturday or Sunday. Um, you know, these guys are working every day. It's a job. Yep. Exactly. And that's that's the thing. Like it's that's what I've sort of opened my eyes about it. It's you really gotta want it because you, no one's getting up at four AM five days a week to lift weights eh, if they don't like it. And yep. um Couple of questions, Tim, related to yourself, mate. I'm not sure you want to answer them or not, but um, I'll pass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We've already gone over time. Is, is this part of past, mate. <laughs> No, I did that. For, I did that week one, mate. We're done. And um, Dick wants to know. He's I'm still here. I gave you a lock heart before, mate. And. Um, just before we go, um, we, we've got a couple of big announcements to make. Um, and this is something that I've been working on for quite some time. Sunday night, we've actually got a, a pretty special podcast on. We've actually got some guys from the Queensland, um, you know, baseball, uh, baseball Queensland to come on. A couple of legends um, to come on and speak all about the Queensland pathways and what they do, how they how they promote, how they actually build, you know, baseball. And these guys are no slouches. Um, there'll, there'll be a post coming up later of who they actually are. There's there's one ex cockroach, um, Ryan Manfield, that's uh, going to come on. He's now a, a cane toad, so he's going to talk about his experiences. Obviously, you know, from a an old ABL level, but also from a from a dad coaching in New South Wales to then go up to Queensland, so you know having those type of insights. So you're, it's, it's really going to be a really good show to have. Um, also, the following Monday, we're hoping to get Tony Harris from the Sydney Blue Sox in, uh, with also Mike Jarvis to have a chat with them about their season, how that's going. Uh, obviously, you know they didn't have a great result on the weekend. Um, but hey, look, I think they're four spots off um, top four now. So, and I heard that Tim was out at the baseball on. What day were you out in the baseball team? So, yeah, I was out of a double header on Saturday. So, yeah, yeah how'd you find that? Good day. Yeah, no, very good. Yeah, good day. Yeah. They're, they've got a good setup there. Um, you know, the tickets are affordable. Um, you know, they've got a good atmosphere. Phil was running, a funky Phil was running around like a madman, like usual. Um, got to get him on as well. Um, yeah, that's another one. Um, yeah, no, it was really good. It was really good. Um, yeah, the baseball was, yeah, we that that a good, good win in the early game, tough one in the second. Um, you know, they just got to, it's talking to some of the guys, you know, there's just, you know, they'll pitch really well and the hitting, you know, isn't there that game. Um, and then vice versa. So it's just sort of not, hasn't landed. They're not, um, Swinging the bats and throwing the balls on the same game um, yeah. to support each other, and it's just that's a bit of baseball. You know, they've lost a lot of those close games. They're still, still losing more of those close games, and they're winning, and that's that turns around usually. But 
the ABL is not a, a, a massively long season, so you don't really have time to dig your way out of it. It's it's not a 182 um, not a 182 game season where that sort of stuff has time to even itself out. 40 40 odd games, um, you know, you you're behind the eight ball when you start losing all those close games early on. Yeah, I, but I just ball, wanted to sh- sticking with it. Well, They're sticking with it. And also, just wanted to share this picture. Um, this is the baseball WA. This is what they've done at Empire Stadium. So obviously, fixing up the the mound and obviously home plate. Um, right, it's going to hurt when you slide into home. You know the way you slide. A lot, lot of bricks. A lot of bricks there, mate. A lot of bricks, mate. That's going to. It's really going to bruise you, isn't it? When going in. Yeah. It's, um, that's why you slide. You don't fall. That's yeah, you've seen, seen Jabo run, haven't you? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. I, saw him, I saw him when he used to run with two good knees. Now he's got two bad ones. <laughs> so, so I'd, I'd just like to let everyone know that obviously Tim won't be here on Sunday. So um, it's all right. You guys are going to have the, the got, Queensland guys. He's got an, he's got an, another appointment. So we'll just have to work out which one that is. I'll but, be there um, Monday. Obviously, he'll be able to give us an update on Monday um, of, of how Sunday was. Um, Keen Howard said that. Um, what did Keen say? I don't think GV runs fast enough to slide. No, mate, it's called rolling and um, yeah. falling. Once, yeah. once you get old enough, you'll understand that. Um, that's how it works, Keen. So that's all right. And no, Shannon, I'm not putting that up. That is terrible. I cannot put that onto air, mate. Um, Thanks, but yeah, and Amy Haggers also said, you know, I love hearing about the college life from the boys. Great podcast. Thank you. Yeah, look, and Amy, thank you very much. Um, you know, this this is a, a lot of work to, to get these things happening. Um, and we really do appreciate everyone sort of hanging around and actually listening to these podcasts. Um, there's a lot of work that does go on behind the scenes to, to make these happen. It's just not show up. Oh, actually, no, it is just show up for Roger because he just shows up when he likes. <laughs> You know, that, that's what Roger does. But um, look, anyway, I'll, I'm going to leave it. Has anyone got anything else I want to say? No, we're good. It was good yeah, having the boys on. But um, yeah, look, and there will be a post up shortly about tomorrow about Sunday's uh, podcast. But um, that's all from us for now. Um, have a great night, and hopefully, we'll see you all on Sunday. Cheers, guys. See you later, guys. Have a good one. Thanks. (laughs) So well.